This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life and business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moments podcast. I am Michael Seip, your host. Today, I've got Bill Flynn of Catalyst Growth Advisors. Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. Thank you very much. I appreciate being on. Yeah, you have a great background. You've been in industry and then had your own business. You've been in at least 10 startups. So you have been around the block a few times in different segments of business. Why don't you share with the audience here a little bit about your background beyond what I have just said and sure. why you're doing what you're doing today? Sure. So I sort of had two arcs to my career. As you mentioned, I did startups from the um, early 90s till about 2015, give or take. Um, I'm either five for 10 or five for seven, depending on you how you count my contribution to things. Um, but either way, pretty decent. Um, never been a founder. I'm usually the operator implementer guy who comes in and helps to scale the thing. Um, so, you know, the interesting and creative and new ideas are not generally, um, they don't generally come from me, um, but, um, but from a, a visionary that I typically work with or a set of visionaries that I work with. So I did that for a while, um, all different industries. Um, it was more of a team thing than a particular industry, but all in high tech here in the Boston area. And then um, about seven years ago, give or take, <clears throat> I asked myself, do I want to do another startup, um, which would be the 11th? And I said, yeah, I probably would. But I had a hard time the last three or four really finding a founder that um, that was crazy, but not too crazy, right? This sort of, that's a sort of Goldilocks kind of area that you have to be in. Um, so my last four did not go as well as the first, you know, five or six. Um, and so that's sort of um, uh, something I, I learned from. But um, between, I think, start of five and six, I had an experience of being a coach. And I certainly wasn't savvy enough to know that I was actually a coach. I just sort of did it. And I sort of, as I look back, I'm like, oh, I was kind of coaching because um, I was put into a situation where I, I needed to coach. And I can talk about that a little bit later um, um, as we go. Uh, so I've been doing that for, um, since really the end of 2015, early 2016, I been certified in multiple things, scaling up uh, gravitas impact, um, thing called three hag or metronomics. I'm also a bit of a neuro geek. I have a certification in neuro, some neuroscience stuff from the neuro leadership Institute. Um, and I'm a, in a couple of different coaching organizations. Um, the metronomics one has its own coaching organization, which I'm remain a part of. And I've also was lucky enough to be, um, uh, accepted into um, the Marshall Goldsmith coaching organization. It's called 100 Coaches. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, great. I appreciate you sharing that background. And what's interesting, of course, about the coaching profession, being a coach myself, is that there are a lot of different modalities that are out there. And when we find something that actually works and 
make significant changes for clients, it is that more much more powerful. And we just really love using that kind of modality. And you talked a little bit about the neuroscience piece, and it really is all about mindset and shifting those things inside our brain, those little neurons that are firing, firing around, creating networks and having habit patterns develop out of them. And sometimes those are negative ones that we need to shift quite a bit. Agreed. Um, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of shifting, when we are doing our coaching work, quite often there's sort of a mindset or energy that people bring to their business. And what's unusual, of course, is, but fairly common is in some ways is that the idea of how they approach a problem in business, um, they may think of how they want to respond, but when the event actually happens, it can be such a setback emotionally that that the response they had planned for wasn't at all what they did. Right. So, so energetically, we, we can have some of these impacts, these lows, if you will, in our business. Would you please, with us, share maybe one of your low moments in your business that um, you know might might be something helpful for people to learn how you shifted and adapted out of? Yeah. So, um, one low moment was uh, I think it was in twenty uh, two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, right? Sort of in that arena of time. Really, it was the beginning of two thousand nine. Um, I describe it often as the best and the worst day of my professional career. Um, I was a brand new general manager. I had been sort of um, the interim general manager for a little while, but on the it was official on the first day of 2009. So I think it was January 4th, January 5th, something like that. And I was working at a um, email hosting company before you know gmail and, and office 365 were even a thing it was actually a precursor to office 365 and that day when i came in our entire technical technical infrastructure um sort of collapsed um due to the volume <clears throat> we weren't set up to handle the volume that we uh, were getting and um over the next two and a half days we were up and down and you know really struggling uh, and that was tough, you know, sort of emotionally, it was on my first day, you know, first time really being a GM, I, I had a whole bunch of things I had to learn on the job anyway, and now I'm sort of thrown into the situation. Um, so, you know, there were times where I'm like, you know, God, what did I, what did I do here? And do I want to, do I want to deal, deal with this? Um, but um, I had a great, the company that bought us um, was terrific. They were already planning to upgrade the infrastructure. They just had to accelerate that. So um, I had some really good technical people taking care of that. And my job was really on the, on the customer facing and, and team member facing side. Um, so, you know, it took, it was about two or three months of difficult situations, sort of highs and lows, but those first few days were, were pretty, um, uh, were pretty problematic, you know, and really draining emotionally. Um, so that's sort of, uh, that's definitely a low um, from that. Now there's also a high from that. Uh, which I can keep going if you'd like. <clears throat> well, I would love to get to the high in a moment, but, okay, but sure. you know, you, you said it was sort of two to three months of dealing with the, the outcome of all of that. Yeah. What was sort of your <clears throat> mindset? Like, what did you do to get through that uh, difficult period? Um, I think you had to have an optimistic attitude that this was going to, this was um, sort of like, um, they call it the Stockholm um, paradox. 
right? Where, you, you know, you're in the middle of it, it's terrible, but you know it's going to end, it has an ending. You don't know exactly when that will be, um, but you know that it's sort of coming. And that's what I did and I tried to help everyone else do because we were getting yelled at every day from people because when you don't get your email when you want it, you are not happy. Um, I had a guy threaten to have all of his friends call in and flood our customer support line just to get even and, you know, he didn't, but that was the level of um, um, animosity that we were facing from from a lot of our customers, and and rightly so. You know, it it we we screwed up. Um, we didn't do a good job. So, um, you know, so that was sort of what I had to do. It's but just keep going every day and answer the. You know, saying I can't tell you how many times I said I'm sorry, I apologize. Here's what we're doing to fix it. I was on Twitter and everywhere, and. Um, you know, I had to fly around the country to go talk to our partners and, and, and big customers saying, you know, here's what happened. Here's what we're doing. You know, I certainly understand if you want to leave, but we hope you don't. Um, so that was that was really sort of the the approach I took. Yeah, that's a, a very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. What strikes me is there's that element of like, okay, we, we've got to fight this. We've got to make our way through and keep <clears throat> our customers. So there's so that that power through kind of mentality. And then there was also the compassionate side of like, hey, look, we are sorry. How can we keep you going along here? Uh, and then then the other part was, as you referred to the Stockholm syndrome, you know, it's the what's on the other side. Do I have the vision? Are we going to actually get out on the other side? And so oh. from a technical perspective, you definitely knew that that would happen. You had this other company coming in, but but kind of behind all that day-to-day was that vision, longer-term vision. So thank exactly. you for sharing those, those three sure. areas. And, yeah, and, and I actually said it wrong. It's it's not Stockholm Syndrome. That's uh, identifying with your with your keeper. Okay. It's okay. Stockdale Paradox. It's the oh, the Stockdale, Stockdale Paradox. Yes. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Admiral Stockdale, Stockdale who was right, uh, right. the Hanoi Hilton in the Vietnam War. So yeah, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. No, no, that's no, all good. Glad we clarified. All right. Well, good. Well, let's move on into the the high moments and and any others that you might have. Yeah. So the high moment was really what launched my coaching career is that, you know, I I had a relatively new team. Uh, Some of them were new to to, um, managing people and and doing certainly what they did and certainly new to to being in this situation. Um, But um, we worked together as a team. I said, you know, this is what I need us to do is, is, you know, uh, I had a lot of departments that I had no experience in. And I said, look, I don't know how to, I've never been in finance before. I've never, um, I'm, I'm technically adept, but I certainly don't have the skills of the technical team running the infrastructure, uh, customer support I'm familiar with, but certainly never run that. I said, so I, I can't really, I don't have your answers. So, um, so I was forced to basically say, look, you know, let's talk about where we're going, what, what it looks like when we're done, what we want this thing to be. Uh, let's discuss, debate, and decide that thing. And then, um, and then let's put together our plan. So I said, you know, so we, we figured that out. And I said, okay, I need you to draw your map from where you are today to there. What do you need? How's it going to go? How we can help each other? Um, and that sort of um, approach was was great. Uh, I didn't realize that I was coaching uh, at the time, but you know, uh, that's I'd sort of been a Socratic kind of approach to things anyway. Um, and it worked really well. So that was a high, you know, and about a year and a half later, I went to my next startup and the last uh, sort of the last day or week or so that I was leaving, two of those managers that I told you about, those inexperienced managers came up to me and said, look, basically said the same thing, but but one of them, I think, put it really well, which is, 
I just want you to know the stuff that you made me do, which is, you know, draw that map from here to there was, I hated it. It was really, really hard, <clears throat> but I'm so glad you, you, you made me do it. I, I know now how to do this, right? You sort of, you know, sort of teach a man to fish kind of thing. Um, and that was just a really good feeling, right? That, that I was able to help them to figure out for themselves what they need to do. I, I didn't have the answers, you know, um, and, and they did a really good job and we helped each other as a team. So it was, um, that was definitely a high, you know, from that low uh, of January 4th or 5th, 2009, uh, we, we sort of pulled ourselves out of it. So that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, that is definitely an interesting story and a good one for sure. How that launched you into the coaching business makes a lot of sense. For a number of us who've been on the <clears> consulting <throat> side, advisory side, we find that really when we're dealing with people, it becomes one of how do you how do you get them motivated or how do you develop a plan? How do you develop the roadmap, as you were saying, to get to that next location or next spot in development? So uh, it makes a lot of sense. Good. Yeah, yeah. So along those lines, you know, you've been involved with other startups and um, obviously had your own highs and lows in your own business uh, that you're sharing there. From the coaching side, we see all the time people with challenging situations. Um, what's one that maybe you can think of that over the last few years that that was really seemed like a doozy, but they came out okay? Yeah, so um, I'm going to have to go with COVID. Right. Um, uh, so in March of um, 2020, I published my book uh, and lost 93% of my monthly income all in the same month. Uh, most of my clients uh, either put it on pause or just ran into their own difficulty and said, look, you know, we, we, we're sort of in our own mess. We can't, while we love what you're doing, one is, you know, we have to sort of look inward and take care of ourselves. So that was definitely, you know, it was my business was going pretty well. It was sort of doubling every year for two or three years in a row. And I was feeling good, you know, like I could keep layering it on. And most of my clients stay with me for a good long time. So, you know, I was losing some, but every few years I would lose one. And so I could keep layering clients on. And I just, you know, I just hit a wall. Um, and that was, that was difficult, right? Because uh, um, I was already on this, this high and, you know, it just, hit me right in the face. So that was um, really disconcerting from a, from a provider perspective, right? You know, my daughter was in college. Um, and, and so there, there was, there were times where I was like, you know, okay, maybe I got to go get a job uh, and stop working for myself. <clears throat> um, but, uh, you know, I, I sort of struggled through, I got one or two clients back in a few months, added one or two more, got some other things going. So I, sort of stitched together enough business uh, to, to keep going. And now, um, if everything goes as my spreadsheet says, this year will be the best year I've had. Um, so I sort of slowly climbed out of it. Um, now, hopefully this recession won't be too big of a hit, but we'll see. Certainly not as bad as COVID. Um, but that was, a, that was definitely a struggle. You know, I, I, I was um, you know, questioning, you know, do I know how to do this? Do I, do I have the energy to do this? <clears throat> um, and that still happens, as you know, sometimes you're, it takes a lot of time and energy to be a coach because you're coaching, but you're also having to add more clients. So you've got these <clears throat> duplicity, um, oh, these, these dual things that you have to, you have to deal with um, <clears throat> on a regular basis. So 
So that's sort of, that's another situation where I think the mindset was, was important. It's like, you know, okay, just keep going through. I, I set up, I set a milestone. I said, if I'm not out of this by this amount of time, then I have to make a decision. And luckily I didn't have to do that. Yeah, that makes sense to have that milestone there and use that as your marker because we see it all the time, whether somebody's a day trader and they're trying to make money in the markets and you know they they don't have that boundary, if you will, or that marker for and then they have a lot of losses and they just keep piling it up or a gambler or you know, that's the extreme, obviously, and from a financial perspective. But then there's also the the, hey, I'm running a business. How long can I keep my doors closed? Right. Uh, think about the restaurants and things like that. Yeah, they had the PPP money and could come in and have sort of a bridge loan, if you will. But even then, it was still it still is a lot of struggle for some some businesses. So, so sharing that and the ability to kind of persevere and gradually get back there and have that mindset of okay, here's I'm gonna have a longer term goal. But once I get to that data, if I'm not I'm not there, then I'll do something else. But yep. you still got there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So having that coaching background and, and growth background helped because I, I leaned on some of the things that I've been preaching of course. as well, as you said, cash. So I took advantage of the PPP loans, um, anything, any, anytime I could sort of get a little um, reprieve, I took it um, and that worked out really well. Yeah. Well, and in, in, in the work that we do from the strategic advisor board, we talk about, hey, the need for micro pivots for small business. They don't have the access to investor pools. They don't have the ex- access to deep cash or heavy cash flow. So quite often it's these micro pivots that one needs to make to get to the where they need to go, but they can't do it overnight. So they got to do these micro pivots along the way. And it sounds like exactly what you did is you just pivoted a little bit here and there and you've seen others do that. And so whether it was using your coaching background and some of the techniques that you have from that, or just actually pulling in some additional funds there was the way to go. Yep. Very good. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Bill, this has been very enlightening. And what I would love to hear a little bit about is a mentor or you know, a person that you would love to meet and talk with, deceased or living, that you would have a really great conversation <clears throat> with. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to answer a little bit differently. I kind of already have. Um, uh, one of the people that I talk about is sort of like put as the sort of quintessential leader that you want to learn from is this guy called Alan Mulally. Um, Many people don't know who Alan Mulally is, um, but he was the um, former CEO of Boeing Commercial Aircraft and then Ford, uh, where he was the one who turned Ford around um, after Bill Ford had had struggled there. Um, And I had been talking about him for years. I wrote a little article based upon a book that was written about what he did at Ford called American Icon. And uh, it wasn't written by him, but it was written by someone else. Um, And uh, I compared it to sort of, here's what he did and how he turned Ford around. And and I actually had a chance to see him speak as well a number of years ago. And I compared it to sort of how my approach, and they were very, very similar, right? Obviously he's doing on a much grander scale uh, than I'm doing. My clients are not Fortune 25 or Fortune 50 kind of things. and so I wrote this article and about, I think it was two or three years, but it was almost a year and a half ago. I got a note from Alan Mulally. Um, he read the article and then was on my website, said, hey, Bill, this is Alan Mulally. I, I, wrote what, I read what you wrote. I really love 
what you said, and I'd like to meet you. And at first, I thought it was a joke, you know, because lots of my friends knew that uh, I had uh, um, been a fan of Alan Mulally's for a long time. And uh, so, yeah, July of two summers ago or so, um, I got on the phone and had a 45-minute chat with Alan Mulally, and uh, it was great. We've talked since. We've traded emails, and he's asked me to look at some things. I've asked him to look at some things. So I can't say that I'm his friend, but I'm certainly someone that um, he uh, connects with. And actually, that's how I got into the Marshall Goldsmith organization. He he offered to, he said, what can I do to help you? And I said, you know what? Let me think about that. And I came back about a month later after I thought about it really strong. He said, there are three things. And one of them was, you're part of this organization. It seems like I could learn a lot from these people. I'd love to be part of that if possible. And um, I didn't know this, but he and Marshall Goldsmith are very, very good friends. <clears throat> and he helped start the organization. I didn't know that either. Um, so about three weeks later, I was in the organization. So it's kind of cool. I'm actually going to meet a whole bunch of folks because I got in just at the beginning of COVID. Well, I haven't met a lot of these people live. I hope they met them on the phone. So I'm going to do that this weekend. It's going to be kind of fun. Yeah, I love that story. That is amazing how you had no idea that he would reach out to you and were you getting pranked? You know, what, what was going on there? Yeah, exactly. But, but clearly you identified some traits of his and created, create, excuse me, created that bond uh, to exactly. with him and, yeah. and, uh, and had those moments of yeah. insight and being able to share some great leadership skills. Yeah, that yep. sounds wonderful. And it was, it was another um, example of why I think he's a great leader. I mean, he's a humble guy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. he didn't need to reach out to me. He could have just said, you know, nice little article and go on his way. But, you know, he was, it was terrific. So, um, and he's lived up to all the stories I've told about him so far. So he's, he's, he's an unusual human being and a great human being. Yeah. I think that's the thing that, is lacking so often in, in top management positions is that humility um, yeah. and the ego tends to get in the way sometimes. So we all struggle with it, I'm sure, but, but uh, the ability to put that aside and look at the bigger picture and be of service to others really right. strikes gold with a lot of people. And obviously you picked up on that and yeah. he's grateful you picked up on that as well. Yeah. And he said one thing that, and I'll, I'll leave it with this is um, that I think your, your listeners will like is, you know, he's asked like sort of how do you how do you do this? And I talk about this all the time. How did you get there? How did you turn forward around? How did you turn Boeing around? And he often looks looks at you and says, you know, you gotta he's talking about his team, you gotta love them up, right? You just gotta love them up, but you gotta hold them to the standard. And if you do both of those things, then you have increased your chances of it being a good team and really getting through some stuff. Um, now setting the standard, make sure you do all that is hard work. Um, but, uh, I think that's a great little saying to think through, right? You got to love them up and hold them to standard. Oh, wow. That is gold. That is so simplified, but so profound. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as you said, the execution of that can be challenging, but that is totally it. That is a great summary of how to do it. Awesome. Good. Well, Bill, how can people get a hold of you and what, uh, reach you on your social media or website? What, what information can you share with people? Sure. So the best place to get hold of me is my website. It's called catalystgrowthadvisors.com. And my book is on there. I actually, um, you know, live in the spirit of, of helping people. And you can download my book for free if you want from my site. If you're okay with the PDF, it's also on Amazon and, and Audible and all that kind of stuff. It's called Further Faster. Um, my contact info is there. My calendar link is there. 
I do a, I do a um, post every um, twice a month, give or take. I'm doing that for three or four years. So there's 150 or so of those up there, which short, you know, the first few were a little longer and then I, I heard some feedback. So most of the rest are one to two minute reads, give or take on, on the, on the whole. And they're hopefully helpful, something you can do, some action you can take, you know, sort of that compassionate thing, right, is is put yourself in someone else's shoes, but give them something to help them um, be able to take action themselves. So catalystgrowthadvisor.com is where you can do that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Bill. That's helpful to share, obviously, how to connect with you, but then also a little bit about what you get from those one to two minute pieces. And that's just the right amount for people to digest, and they'll still take something away that they can work with and use. So great. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks again for having me on, Michael. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great having you on the show. We'll have to do it again sometime. Thanks very much. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.